What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Bitcoin! Hello everyone, welcome back to On The Ledger. As usual, this is your host Moil Said, and I'm back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. One of the things that fascinates me the most about Web3 is this element of composability. Blockchain enables creators to combine different components together into larger structures. Kind of like Legos, where every piece can connect to every other piece to form something different. NFTs took this to a whole new level. Artists now have the freedom to unleash their creativity and merge different disciplines together to provide their communities with unique experiences. The possibilities are limitless and honestly, it's mind-blowing. But what happens when you combine generative art, music and artificial intelligence? Well, this is exactly what we're about to find out today with one of the most fascinating projects out there. I'm glad to be hosting Jeff Nicholas, founder of Warp Sound, the team behind Warps. Warps NFTs are a hybrid of generative PFP art, AI-composed music minted on the Ethereum blockchain. They are a result of the team's vision for creative technology and an opening note of Warp Sound's larger project for social music experience. Jeff, welcome to On The Ledger. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm really, really honored to be here. Well, I'm super stoked to chat with you, man. Let's get to it. On The Ledger, Season 2, Ledger Meets Warps. Here we go. So before we get to Warps, actually, I'd like to set up the table by talking about what led you to it. What inspired you to do that and... Maybe it's, it's, it's like a good way to kick off the conversation for you to explain the vision behind that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I've been in the music industry in one way or another for almost 20 years now. I think it has been 20 years. And and it what started as a love of music and, you know, wanting to go on the road with bands and, you know, thinking that I wanted to be an artist manager um, turned into, you know, really sort of uh, a lifelong passion for music and technology and, uh, and art. And I so I, you know, created a... A, an agency that was focused around music, art, and uh, and technology, and, and ran that for about ten years, and that led me to VR, and that led me to AR, and you know, led me one place or another, always sort of at that intersection. When I met our founder, the Warp Sound and Authentic Artist founder, Chris McGarry, I was at Live Nation, I was overseeing VR, he was at Oculus overseeing music for Oculus, and we were trying to figure out a way to bring you know music, live music to to VR. He decided to leave Oculus because it, it was the right move <laughs> to go independent. Um, I was getting bored at Live Nation. Um, he had started this sort of thesis of, you know, what could we do with AI? He got really inspired by Lil Michaela and what Brud was doing and what they were doing on the virtual influencer side. But being a music person and, you know, he he did four, like four years in a row, the largest soundstage interactive music experience at Burning Man. So it, his whole thing was always around interactive music experience. It was like, what if we were to create music and, and work with technology as a tool, as a human machine collaboration to create music? Um, can we get it to sound commercially viable? Can we create, can we get it to, you know, this creative AI to make something that people would want to listen to? And so that was the germ of it. And they they spent a couple of years in the lab and I was advising and one thing led to another and it started to work. The music was, you know, really good. And um, we started to get really excited about it. So it gave me an opportunity to leave the corporate world of Live Nation and come in and, and start building this. And you're right, like early days, we we thought this was prior to Web3. We were like, okay, we're going to launch a virtual artist. We know how to, we know how to manage artist careers. 
We know the intersection of music and tech. So we're going to build the technology and the platform, and then we're going to manage these artists like they're artists and go very web two model of like, uh, we're going to perform, you're going to become a fan. We'll, you know, we'll build audience that way. And then I got really involved in NFTs at the end of 2020. Um, <laughs> and it became, and then I got involved in the apes and I got involved in a bunch of other projects and it became really apparent as we were coming out of stealth that like, we have artists that live and breathe in the metaverse. Like, why would we go and follow a web two path to career development when we could just build community from the very beginning, start building in public and do it together. So that that's kind of what led us to the warps project. Interesting. Um, and before we dive into warps, I'm actually very, very interested in, um, the inspiration that led you to, you know, such project, because a lot of people, you know, believe uh, that creativity is actually something that's inherently embedded in human beings and living beings and that technology cannot be creative. Um, what's your take on that? Can our artificial intelligence be creative? Yeah, it's a good question. We, we get this question a lot because as a new technology, you know, people are like, well, how could it be? Yeah, creative, how does it work? Right? And yeah, how does it work? And the, the thing that we tend to look at is advancements in technology for music making in general, right, have always followed sort of advancements in technology globe, like overall. So you go from, you know, analog, you know, guitars and instruments and whatever to all of a sudden amplified. And then you go from that to, you know, synthesizers that are making music with, you know, machine parts, right? And then you go to things like Pro Tools and, you know, all these things that allow you to make music in a much different way in your bedroom and whatever. All of those advancements all along the way, even if you go from like the recorded music, vinyl to CD to MP3, all along the way, everybody is like, no, 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 that's going to destroy music or it's going to, you know, and what we find is it actually um, creates a whole new like touch point and launch point for a, a different type of music creativity, right? EDM came out of the, you know, sort of electronic instruments, right? And you've got other things coming out. So with AI, it, it sort of for us, it's AI and machine learning, and it's really about human machine collaboration. The creative AI is about uh, giving humans a new tool to be creative and sort of infusing what it means to be creative into the machine and, and then being able to use that to create new things. Mm -hmm. So for us, that's what it's about. Like AI is a very broad term. And so people, when people think AI, they think like the singularity, they think, you know, AI is going to kill us. They think, you know, all of those things. And the way we're looking at what this is, it's creative AI. It's very focused. And um, it is there to try to learn. The AI actually learns like how to compose music. And then on the other side of its brain, if you will, it learns what is good and what is bad music to mm -hmm. the humans. And and then we, you know, it 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 can create and compose and and make with us. And and we have a lot of inputs. We get to play with it. It's really a, a very collaborative process. So it's not actually about human versus machine. It's about AI assisted art. That's, you know, it's, it's a good that's, way to that, put it. Yeah, that's right. And if you look at a lot of the music tools that are out right now that anybody's using in any studio around the world, most of them have some form of AI actually built into them. They're helping with auto-tune or they're helping with transposition of notes. I mean, they're helping with all kinds of things, mm -hmm. even in the visual realm and Photoshop and those, you know, AI is, is a broad term, but it's, you know, a, it's an artificial intelligence. It's an assisted way of doing something faster, usually, right? And um, because machines, there's things that machines are really good at, and there's things that humans are really good at. Mm -hmm. And if you can offload the things that humans aren't so good at to the machine and let it do it, then it frees up the creativity of the, the person involved. Uh, what are those things? 
Well, I think, you know, the, like computational stuff or, you know, rep repetitive stuff mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you need to keep like moving something, you know, uh, you know, a, an infinite number of times or, or also exploration. Like the, the beautiful thing about AI and machine learning is, you know, if you put in some inputs and you hit the button, so to speak, and it generates a bunch of stuff, now you've just explored, you know, a hundred different versions of a beat. And it would have taken you how long to create that. And then you can go, oh, beat number 98 is super cool. Let me grab that and go make something with it. So it's, you know, it, again, some people are like, I'm analog. I don't want to deal with any, of, you know, and that's great. And then some people are like, what's the new technology? Where is it going? And, and are pushing on the edge of the universe, really. That's fascinating. So obviously NFTs took the world by storm last year. Uh, and it kind of unblocked, you know, limitless possibilities for creatives. Um, at what point did you decide to transition that initial project that you had um, into Web3 uh, and why? You kind of touched on that at the beginning of the conversation, but um, I really you know, want to dive deep into the thought process itself. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a, it's a good question. So last year when we were coming out of Stealth, this is 2021, we, um, we had these backstories for these virtual artists. We had the, their character forms. We had their animation capabilities, their music making capabilities. Everything felt great. We went and performed at Tribeca Festival on a big 43-foot screen. Wow. The audience is able to participate live. The AI is generating music live. And so the audience, when they're participating, they're actually changing the music in real time live. How do they participate? Through the mobile device, through okay. mobile device or, or through chat online. So basically, it's kind of like right now in this proof of concept version, it's like a, a massive multiplayer sort of game where um, everyone gets to vote, make it faster or make it slower. And then whatever the vote tally is in 30 seconds, then the AI takes that input and makes the change. Okay. So all of that was happening and it all felt really good. And at the same time in parallel, you know, I was now like deep in the ape community, deep in cool cats and robotos. And, you know, you go down the line. I had started in NFTs as an artist, as a photographer and exploring the one-on-one art side, but I got really, I love collectibles in, in real life. And so digital collectibles just made a lot of sense. And as we started to, to look at that and go, wait a minute, like it was almost an inevitability. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't like we made this decision to say, okay, PFPs are hot. We're going to do a PFP. It was like, no, we actually have three virtual artists that have backstories and lore and everything around them already. And we want to build an audience and, but we want that audience to be built in a way that they feel like they're part of it. Because for us, community is probably the most important thing to making this a success. And so actually, like, it was kind of like an aha, like light bulb moment. Like, why would we not turn this into something that an audience can own a piece of? Mm -hmm. And we have AI music that is very, very different than human music. I can give you that music and it's rights free. I mean, you know, it, I can transfer the rights to you because it's not encumbered by any rights before mm -hmm. it, it's generated by the machine so that the originator, the creator is that machine. So, and then I've got these characters, all this lore around the characters that if you own a piece of, or, or a derivative of that character, you're going to benefit from that character gaining notoriety and you get to help that character gain notoriety through your actions with your PFP that you own. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, there were like yeah. too many things that sort of lined up and we went like, okay, we're going to do a PFP project that has music attached. No one had really done it the way that we were doing it. We're going to give the rights away to the holder, see what happens with the creative community when we do that. But we like to talk about it a little bit, and, and our community knows this, 
the the PFP is a little bit of a Trojan horse for us because what we're really offering is this roadmap that's a long-term vision of playing with interactive music, playing with AI, you know, getting to generate and compose things. And so when you hold one of these, it's like, that was the other beautiful thing about NFTs for us was like, and, and blockchain, frankly, was like, okay, great. We know who the community is at any given time and we can activate them and give them new stuff to play with and, and, you know, bring them along for the ride and in, in interactive music experience. For us, the, the overall vision is, you know, music is such a part of our lives, of everyone's life. If you think back to any memory you have, most likely it's punctuated by music in some way. The girl you kissed, the first time you drove, a, you know, like whatever, you've got these moments. And if you think about those moments, the emotionality of them tends to be punctuated by music. And so, but the problem is music tends to sit in the background for most people because they're not creators. They, mm -hmm. they, are, they don't fancy themselves a creator. And what we are trying to do is bring music from the background to the foreground for non-creators so that you can have an interactive experience with music because it can be so much more impactful in your life that way if you do. Wow, you said so many different interesting things there. But I want to start like with... Uh, warps and kind of explaining exactly what it is because we haven't done that yet and I'll, I'll, I'll deep dive into the, these other very interesting elements that you that, that, that you just mentioned. So how would you explain warps to the folks that have never heard of it? Yeah, warps is a generative PFP project, okay. so a generative character art project. Um, there are 9,999 of them. They're all individually different. The art was created by Andy Poon, who's an Emmy award-winning artist, and a computer script um, created all the derivatives of them. Um, that's typically where these generative projects stop, mm -hmm. but ours then takes the music component and that's the other half. So we fed all of those traits of that PFP art into the AI and the AI then created 9,999 tracks based off of the traits of the PFP. So you've got a generative art piece that then influenced the creation of a generative music piece. Those are sandwiched together and as an NFT owner, you own that art, that music, and the rights to it. That's awesome. So you actually own that NFT that is, um, you know, a PFP, but at the same time, it has generative abilities, you know, that enables it to create music in different ways. Yeah. And and the interesting thing about like about our our project versus some others, you hear a lot about generative music in the space, mm -hmm. and a lot of that generative music is pre-recorded music that's been broken out into layers. And then there's a computer script that compiles them in different ways. Mm -hmm. That's gender of music and it's, it can be beautiful. The difference with ours is that's not how it, it started from nothing. So the AI actually composed music. It composed essentially sheet music that runs through our audio system to create a final music, a uh, final music piece. So there, there are no pre-recorded stems. It's not a script that's putting it all together. The AI made decisions based off of the inputs and created a piece of music. Wow. So, you know, if you think about it, um, you were talking about the three different virtual artists that we were working on at the beginning. And now these artists are, um, you know, this whole collection uh, that is community owned and that, you know, now the different artists or different collectors, they can actually um, own a piece of it and use it, you know, in many different ways, um, depending on their creative process or, you know, their, their sought, you know, use cases. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of people are curious about what an artist could pot potentially benefit from owning the warps. Um, you know, and whether it be, as I was saying, in their creative process versus, you know, another music software like Ableton or 
GarageBand, for instance. What's the difference there? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Ableton. You know, this the way that we've distributed these, we kind of look at our community as it's a whole, but there are very different segments within it. Um, and we, we don't fit neatly in a box. So nobody's collecting for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Like in some PFPs, it's like, I like the art, I want it to represent me, or I like the project founders and I want to be part of it. For ours, it's there's that, but then there's like, I love music, I love to listen to it. I love music, I like to make it. I love music, I want to experiment, right? Like there's all mm -hmm. these different versions of, of why somebody collects. So um, these beats, because you own the rights to them, can be used in whatever way somebody wants. So as a listener, you can just put it on and listen to it. That's one easy way. You make it a ringtone, make it you know anything you want, right? As a creator, if I have a Twitch show, for example, I can use it raw as it is as my intro and, you know, use it for my, my show or, you know, use it as a music bed or whatever I want. As a creator who wants to take it apart, we actually give the stems to everyone. So you can break that apart into its layers. You can pull those stems into Ableton or any other software, take it, remix it, do whatever you want with it. And so it ends up being just like another, it's like a, it's a creative tool that it's almost like you went through, like when you go through the stacks and you look at the warps and you're trying to figure out which one to buy on secondary, it's like going through the record stacks in a record old school record store. Cause you can sit there and play and you can search by BPM and you can search by vibe and you find the right one. And you're like, this one's me, mm -hmm. or I want to make a song out of this and you grab it. And now it's yours and it's part of your kit. It's part of your sound set. And, and you can go create with it. We did a really incredible um, contest with Audius um, where we uh, had the community was able to create, um, you know, music with their, you know, remixes with their warps. We had like 68 submissions um, in like a two-week two period or one and a half week period. Really incredible, incredible music that was created in a very short time frame. And, um, you know, our, our group of collaborators with the project are like Young Guru, Jay-Z's producer, and Mike Shinoda, and you know, other people who were able to then come in and judge that contest. And, and these artists were able to get their music created with their warps in front of these like, you know, superstar producers, um, which they would have never had the opportunity to do. That's so so cool. there's a lot going on. And, and it's like, it, 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 there's, a, there's an infusion of like, there's the technology and the art and all of those pieces that you can use. And then there's like, the community layer is infused in everything that we do. So, you know, no matter where you're coming at it, just because you like to collect it because it looks or sounds good or you want to actually use it as a creative tool, um, we we're, we're there to like kind of cradle and support all of that. That's very cool, actually. And uh, I actually bought my first warp uh, a few weeks ago and I was, uh, you know, selecting the different um, generative abilities. So there was like a legendary and then the, the mystique. Um, and I'm very curious, what's the differences? Um, yeah. You know, down the line, uh, what are you know these different rarities going to enable you to um, you know use in terms of the, these generative abilities? What what kind of options will they open up for the for the collectors? Uh, this one's funny uh, because I can't give away too much. <laughs> it's right. a little bit of a surprise. Okay, but there, and it's partially a surprise because we're building in public, and some of it um, is evolutionary. It will evolve. The the the. We talk about it. Everyone asks, what does generative ability trait mean? And I always say, well, what does it sound like it means? Generative ability, the ability to generate. Other sounds. And so uh, other sounds, art, things, okay. all kinds of things. And so, and the way that we did it, um, you know, it's stacked. There's mythical, which is um, the top rarity mm -hmm. because there's so few of them. And then there's gold down at the bottom, which is like gold, platinum, diamond, like gold, platinum, diamond mm -hmm. records. So, and there's more of them. 
And so it just means that the mythicals will get to do more or create in different ways. Um, but all of them have generative ability of some kind. What we wanted to do with this project was there's always an emphasis in the market on rarity. And we kind of wanted to break that a little bit because yes, you could look at just the visual traits and you could select the most rare and that be the, you know, the top one, but then it might not have the rarest generative ability. It might not be a mythical. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden, are you short-term and you're looking for the most rare visuals or are you long-term and you've got that mythical rarity, even though it might be like a floor visual. Mm -hmm. And so it, it kind of messes with everybody's perception of value and rarity. And that, that was kind of the point. We wanted everything to feel valuable, everything to feel like um, something that you would want to collect. I love the other that. thing that we're doing is, and, and we mentioned this in the roadmap, they're going to have the ability to upgrade your gender of ability in some ways. So even if you have something that's not very, you know, rare on the gender of ability side, you'll be able to kind of come up the ladder with it mm -hmm. um, through some actions that will come later. That's super interesting. And I, I love how, how you kind of phrase that, like, you know, looking at the long term versus the, the short term and, um, you know, lots of people use these rarity tools in order to judge the NFTs and they provide, you know, kind of a framework in terms of what's valuable and what's not. Um, but being able to, you know, uh, put in place certain mechanisms that would make these NFTs evolve down the line, because that's basically what it is. The NFT that you own today is not under, you know, it, it's not its final form. The NFT is going to be evolving down the line. I, I find that to be to be really, really interesting. And it, it really is linked to the ethos of, you know, having something that's collectively owned, but at the same time uh, that will evolve based on the different decisions uh, that the community is actually going to be taking down the line. Um, and speaking of that, actually about, you know, community and collective creativity, what's the most impressive thing that you've seen someone do with their warp? That's a, hmm. Well, I think, you know, right out of the gate, we had people making music even before we, we released the stems. And we didn't know if if that was going to happen like we just you know what i mean like you, you put it out there and you're like okay here's a tool like is anybody going to use it and immediately people are like picking it apart and creating these crazy remixes and and just making you know beautiful beautiful music we've had we had the very first person who posted something is probably the most impressive that i've seen because of his story you know this is a, a dop you know a, a cameraman and who always felt like he wanted to be a musician and had an opportunity at one point to actually like get signed and do the thing and just caved under the pressure of, you know, being a live performer and all of those things and just kind of shelved it. And when he got his warp, he felt inspired and he created this little song that was married to a visual that he created. And it's beautiful. And it sounds nothing like, I mean, you can hear the warp in it, but it's very, it, it sounds like a seed of something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when he released that, it was maybe like a few days after we revealed, we were like, okay, like this is like, we've just now inspired someone to take a leap creatively. And that for us was like our, our job was done. Right. And now he's going on to record music with other people and he's like making music now, which is, you know, phenomenal. Um, and then we've seen all kinds of other great stuff too. There's derivative projects starting to form, you know, people taking the their warp and running it through visual AI and and allowing the visual AI to create a derivative of their generated 
piece. So yeah, and and you know, we're only just getting started, you know, we're only um a couple months in and we're just starting now to really see um the energy around the community, you know, pick up on the creative yeah. side. That's crazy. Actually, you guys meant to the January, right? Like it's been it's been yeah. it's been it's been only a couple of months and and you it's know. yeah, we January 18 and um I mean, we were building for quite a while before then. We were building for like 4 months, like really organic. Yeah. Um but yeah, January 18 and you know, sold out nine well basically in pre-sale and then we had i think 900 left going into public on sale and they sold out in nine seconds and then from there it's just been a steady run like the community is is really strong and our our focus now um is around connecting with other projects and doing things that you know kind of amplify Mm -hmm. the community and and help uh help fuse connections to other communities other groups because like we're only gonna we're all gonna survive if we connect together together. yeah Yeah. and one other thing that i really really like about your projects is that you guys are kind of democratizing ai and there are a couple of projects in this you know in the space who are doing that you know i don't know if you're familiar with altered Altered state machine and the guys at word who are really into music and ai as well and it feels to me that this is a this is actually a, a very strong mission because for now you know artificial intelligence is very inaccessible um, you know, of course, you've got Google and, and you know, other uh, companies that are trying to, you know, basically make sure that they can provide certain services for people to use. Uh, but artificial, artificial intelligence uh, and the way I see it is that, you know, our future is very much linked to artificial intelligence. And if artificial intelligence only uh, reserved to a certain number of people, uh, then, you, you know, you, you've got an imbalance of, of, of power. Um, how, how are you thinking about that? And how do you see that, you know, democratization of artificial intelligence evolving in the future uh, within your own ecosystem? We, th- that's very much part of the mission. I think, you know, one of the things as we move into the latter half of the year for us, um, and I'm sure Altered State Machines is going through this too. We just met with those guys in, in um, South by and yeah. love that I team. Love they're, well. they're, yeah, they're really awesome. Um, we're, we're now we're in a place of trying to get to scale. And what I mean by that is um, it takes a lot of processing power to run, you know, an AI a machine learning system. And so the, the, the challenge with that ends up being, if I want to give you a one-to-one experience with an AI, it, it's, it's, you know, it requires a lot of server farms. It requires a lot of money to power all of that, a lot of energy to power all of that. And so right now we're very much one-to-many, like the AI and machine learning system can do something, we can make it do something and it can output but it, you know, usually we're outputting to a lot of people. The next phase is how do we get that to less and less, you know, or to smaller and smaller groups that can play with it, play with it directly. And then at a certain point it will be, you know, what's the AI in your pocket that you can use, whether that be a virtual artist, you know, that you can, you know, project as a hologram or it be that, and maybe it's one that you've created, right. That's like your perfect, you know, musical sidekick or whatever. Or it's a creative tool that you can, you know, take and like put a beat into, like tap on the table, whatever, and it then generates some stuff. And later you can go back to it and be like, oh, cool, I love this beat. Let me take that into the studio. So there's all these different avenues that it can go down now that now that it, we have it. Um, and it's yeah, that I mean that is the big work now. It's just like scaling the team to scale the technology. All right. And where do you see warps in ten years? Yeah. Uh, it's funny that far out is so difficult yeah, to look at. I mean, because if you told me two years ago, you know, three years ago when we started with Warps that we would be where where it is now, 
I would have told you you're crazy because the, it, we would have just needed so much time, I thought, to get to this place. When we look, let me pull it back to five years out because that's sort of more of like business plan sort of vibes. When we pull it to five years out, you know, what we're looking at is AI that is collaborating with, you know, almost all um, human artists in some way in their stage performances in the studio um, and warps powering, you know, a lot of that alongside virtual artists that are alter egos or, you know, other versions of, of um, you know, just totally, uh, completely made up artists mm -hmm. that are existing in the metaverse everywhere you go and that are that are powering the music in the metaverse. Right now in the metaverse, as we talk about it, the interactive version of it that we talk about, um, whether it be Sandbox or, you know, any of these, is pretty silent. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's pretty... Um, basic you can you can come into an experience and there might be music and there might be energy there but when you're traversing the world and you're you know it's very quiet mm -hmm. and um and so we definitely see warps uh powering the music of the, the metaverse. metaverse i actually have a question you know um a friend of mine who's a quite a good dj here in france um very famous called agoria and one of his dreams is to back to back with an ai at a dj set is that possible yeah. When, when when would that be possible? Now. Now? We, really? We, so, we, yeah, last year at Tribeca, um, we had a track on stage, and we had our DJ, um, DJ Dragoon, and they performed a set live. And so Dragoon's performing, and a track was, you know, mixing in and mixing over top. Right now, the, the reaction yeah. of the AI DJ to what the human is doing, that part's missing. That's so the thing. So the AI can generate back to back with a human and the human can react but the jazz sort of back and forth isn't quite there yet because if you play a two-hour set it's not only about you know uh reactions also about track selection uh, and it's yeah. about you know what kind of stems and what kind of flow will you be building with that human yeah uh, and that's yeah. fascinating well we can build so so we have this there's a whole other side to what we're doing like the warps project is the nft piece right and that's like but the on the warp sound side, which is sort of like the parent of it all, we have these interactive music performances, and in that, um, I've got a tool as the as the director of those performances that allows me to drag nodes, and I can go, okay, node one, node two, node three, and I can connect them, or I can tree them off and let the audience pick which way the performance is going to go. So there are these interactive performances that we're doing that are almost choose your own adventure, but the audience doesn't realize that they're actually choosing which way it goes. And, and in that, the, there are inputs for the AI to say, okay, at this moment, we're going to get hype. At this moment, we're going to go chill. The audience just selected this, so now in increase the intensity. And so that flow, that wave of a performance, we can actually sort of orchestrate. And then the AI um, uses that as like, it's almost like, you know, the guardrails of a, of a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to go wherever it goes and it's going to make the people inside the car feel whatever way they're going to feel, but it's going to be guided, you know, by the, the human input in some way. I can't wait to see that. I'm actually going to put you guys in contact. I think, uh, it might, might yield some great ideas. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> so before we have season two for, for uh, sorry to cut you off. Um, season two for that, uh, interactive music performance, we're, um, we're going live in mid April and we'll run for about nine weeks. And that's going to go on tour. We're going to go into different communities and basically show up in their crypto voxels or show up in their Decentraland or show up in their discords and bring that exactly what I just described to the, those communities. I can't wait to see that. 
And I, I think it's actually linked to one of the questions I'm, I'm about to ask you. So as I told you before, you know, we started recording, we have a big uh, community of fans, of Warp Sons yeah. here at Ledger. So I leveraged John that to get some insider questions. Um, and first one is, what is the significance or utility of the different pins on the avatars? Ah, so some people have paid a lot of attention to these and others don't even realize they're there. We have these pins that... Um, some of which are like homages to, you know, nods to projects we really love, right? Um, some of them are uh, nods to upcoming projects. Um, and some of them are just nods to the community. So we have an LFG pin. That's clearly, right? We have a GM pin. Mm -hmm. We have an Oni pin because we we like the Oni team. And, uh, and you know, they, were, they helped us a lot at the very beginning. Um, we have a little frog pin. That's my daughter's project that she's working on. She's 11. She's working on a generative project. Um, we have a little tooth pin. Our artist, Andy Poon, um, has been building this these NFT project uh, for a while. So, And then there's all kinds of other stuff, too. There's a bomb in the mouth of one of the goons. That's a nod to Atom Bomb Adam Squad. Yeah. There's a diamond in the mouth, which is a nod to Nikki Diamonds. Um, and then there's all kinds of other stuff throughout, too. So we, we really kind of infused like the whole team's like interests or friends or partnerships into, into the collection. Okay. Very cool. Um, and, and, and I'll say, it's not just about, um, hey, isn't that cool that they did that? It's like, actually, we can target those traits in airdrops and other things and access and things. So, okay. So it's not, it's not only aesthetics. No, All right. nothing is. Nothing is that we have. Okay. Okay. I love it. And what's planned for Lollapalooza? I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty will, much linked to what you were saying earlier. I will say this. Th there's a lot of speculation in the community. Like, is Warps playing at Lollapalooza? Like, at Lollapalooza? No, we're not. Um, I, I'll just say that because I want to make sure I don't want to, like, like over-inflate people's expectations. <laughs> um, but we do have a partnership with Lollapalooza. Um, we we uh, are, were part of their game that when they revealed the lineup. Um, one of our characters, they turned into an 8-bit character, put it in the game, and then we gave them some extended music. The extended music is based off of that character's original music. So if you use that as a breadcrumb for what can be possible with the music that already exists on a warp, we, the AI generated a longer version of that. Um, and then we have other stuff coming uh, around Lollapalooza that will, it, people will enjoy a lot. And it does, it does relate to what I was talking about, but it won't be on the main stage. Okay. All right. Actually, it's time to move on to our last segment of the show. This is Rapid Fire. So we've decided to make it a bit more playful. I'll actually ask you a round of rapid fire questions. Some of them will be harder than others, but the idea is for you to actually not think a lot about the answers. Okay. All, right. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to give away some crazy alpha right now is what's going to happen. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no. So what's your favorite NFT drop? Board Ape. All right. Your favorite NFT musician? Man. Uh, I, I love what BT is doing. There's so many. I love Latasha. There's so many great okay. musicians. Interesting. And the best artist of all time. Oh, man. I mean, I don't have one. It, it's because it, I there are so many. If you had to I choose mean, I could one. Go, if I had you to choose one. Like, 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 you, only, you, only, you only actually can listen to one till, you know, forever. If you had to choose one artist Lord. you'd have to listen to. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, it would be, it would go from like Prince to Minor Threat to <laughs> Daft Punk, you know, it, it's like so across the spectrum. I can't, I can't, you can't do okay. that to me. All right. 
All right. I'll, 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 let, I'll, let you, I'll let you choose three for that one. What's your dream collab for Warps? Being a board at Maxi, something with Yuga. Yeah, it's insane. What, what they've been doing and what they're building at the moment is, is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most underhyped project out there? Underhyped? Yeah. Like, like under the radar? Um, under the radar. Not getting enough recognition for what they're doing. Mm. I, I really like Starcatcher. It, it's it's tough. There are so many great projects. I really like Starcatchers. I don't think it caught the way that I think it could have. Mm-hmm. And I think it will. They've got a great team. Okay. Interesting. What about the most overhyped one? Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say Hape. Hape. Yeah. Makes Hape sense. Hape Beast or, or Mecha. Yeah. What about your biggest NFT regret? Not minting more apes. <laughs> I think that's everyone's biggest NFT regret. <laughs> I minted eight, and I had the opportunity to mint a lot more, and um, and I was like, uh, it's too, it's so expensive. It was 0.08. I just. <laughs> and how how, how, how many of them did you sell? I sold four early. Ouch. Two way too early. One of which is now a rapper. Okay. In, Timberlands. <laughs> in Timberlands band, yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> At least you get to see him thrive. That's I, I sold him for 0.4, I think, uh, or 0.6. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's all right. You still have you still have a few, so that's cool. What about, you know, an, an emerging NFT artist that you'd bet a Bitcoin on? An emerging NFT artist that I would bet a Bitcoin on. Oh man. Um I've been so heads down. i I'm not I'm not so tied into the emerging artist space right now. Mm-hmm. Um there are people that I would bet Bitcoin on that are already doing really well, you know, which are fuck render and thank you X and Jay and Silva and, and, you know, the contemporaries that I kind of came up in the scene with. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have a better answer than that. No, it makes sense. I'm not, I'm not connected right now. It's all right. Um, what about the NFT acquisition that you're most proud of apart from the ape? Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's like, <laughs> um, I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm just trying to think of my bag. Um, it's okay. I really love the, I really love the cool cat that I got. He's a, like a pirate with a tank top. I found him and snagged him and, you know, he shouldn't have been on the, he shouldn't have been on the floor. And, uh, okay. I just, I, he's, the, he's just like a great representation of my vibe. So anyway, last question. Uh, the thing that you wish warps would have accomplished by this time next year. Oh, uh, man, there's, there's a few verticals in that, but, um, I want our community to be creating with the, with the platform. Uh, so by this time next year, the community is creating with the platform where um, we're sort of like showing the world what an IRL interactive music experience looks like in a much broader, bigger way than anyone's seen. Um, and the metaverse uh, is alive with music that we're powering. Awesome. I think that's the and point. all of those are within reach. <laughs> I hope so. And I'm looking forward you know, to seeing that. Uh, that was you know perfect way to end it. Uh, Jeff, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Very much looking forward. You as well. Thanks to everything that you're going to be building with Warps. Um, it's an amazing project, and uh, you know you can come on anytime on the podcast to chat about what you guys yeah, are up to. I'd, I'd be happy to come back and and give a give a big uh, high five and shout out to all of the Warps holders over there at Ledger. And yeah, um, we see you guys. It's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks a lot. That's it. Amazing chat with Jeff. Hope it leaves you with some inspiration. And as usual, hit that subscribe button if our content floats your boat. This was On The Ledger from Paris with your host Moil Sayed. Till next time, take care. Au revoir. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment or tax advice. Do your own research 
Any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.